Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. The NFL discussion never stops. It is still raging on. We're in the thick of it in the Major League Baseball season. NHL, NBA playoffs, and all the headlines I can see all day. Football. So, of course, we got to talk some football with Mark Henry Jr., who will talk NFL year-round. Apparently, Sean Brace, not a fan of that. But guess what? I'm going to do it anyway. It's my show. Tune into the line change, Fox Sports, The Gambler. Joining me right now on The Gambler Hotline, Mark Henry Jr. You can follow ads to Mark Henry Jr. underscore on Twitter. Mark, I, I won't start off with the NFL first. I want to get baseball out of the way. Any plays, uh, any bets for tonight? Yeah, I, I love the board tonight, actually, for, in terms of a quantity standpoint. There's nothing that I love like above all else. Um, I do have an over going right now in Cardinals-Reds at 9.5. But in terms of games that haven't started, um, I'm definitely focusing on Dodgers-Braves. I like the over at nine there. The Dodgers are throwing a spot starter and Gavin Stone. He's only thrown, he's only had one start. It was against us. We roughed him up. He only had one strikeout in four innings. Um, and then on the other, uh, on the other side, Charlie Morton is on the bump for the Braves. He's done pretty well this year, surprisingly, a two eight five ERA. Lately, he's been a fast starter and kind of regressed down the stretch, um, but. The Dodgers have a lot of history against Charlie Morton and Nazareth, so they bat 300. And you look at some of their best players, such as Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman, they really, really excel against Charlie Morton. And honestly, both of those guys, you can put them in a category with Bryce Harper in terms of Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman, where if they're plus money to score a run and they don't have negative experience against the starter on the mound, then you should probably go ahead and bet it because they're more likely to score a run in the game than not on a regular basis when it comes to guys like Bryce Harper, Mookie Betts, and Freddie Freeman, who I have bets on all three of those guys uh, to score runs tonight. All right, now let's just get over straight into the NFL OTAs going on. Year two, I've, I've been seeing a lot and highlighting a lot of year two of Doug Peterson in Jacksonville. Uh, they seem to be getting a lot of hype. How much hype do you have for Jacksonville uh, so far as we get ready for the, the 2023 season? A lot. Um, I, I think that you make an argument that the Jacksonville Jaguars are the most, are, are the biggest lock in the NFL to win their division. Wow. When you take a look at the division that they have, it's the Houston Texans, who obviously were very bad last year. They hired D'Amico Ryans. They drafted C.J. Stroud. They drafted Will Anderson. I actually think they're the second best team in the division, to be quite honest. 
You have the Tennessee Titans, who I think are going to bottom out this year. It seems like as an organization, they made some decisions to prioritize the future over the present. Um, and I don't think that that's a very good roster. Vrabel's a really good coach. But I think last year was the last time you'll kind of see them squeeze lemonade out of the lemon that doesn't have a lot of lemonade left in it there. Um, I don't think the Titans can really continue to compete with their roster. And then you have the uh, the Indianapolis Colts, who Anthony Richardson is not the type of guy who I'd peg as, you know, come right in and win 10 games. I think it will probably take a little bit to figure out the best way to build around him. And while I think it's the perfect situation for him to land in, I don't expect them to be competitive on a Jacksonville Jaguars level with Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson. So I just think that it's extremely, extremely likely that they win that division. And for that reason, I kind of put them in that tier with the Bengals and the Bills right out. I, I think the Chiefs belong in their own tier because when you have Patrick Mahomes, you have about a 50% chance to get to the Super Bowl we've seen statistically over his career so far. If not more than that, I'd have to actually go look because he's made three and he missed one, two. So I guess it's actually a 60% chance to make the Super Bowl if you have Patrick Mahomes. So they're in a tier of, of it with themselves. But outside of that, I, I think the Bills, Bengals, and Jags are in that next tier as true Super Bowl contenders, uh, but, you know, can you get past Kansas City? Yeah, Kansas City is going to be the tough one, and that's for, obviously, a lot of teams in the AFC, including Cincinnati and Buffalo, but also another team that's in that discussion, potentially, the Ravens. Lamar Jackson is not at OTAs. He apparently is going to report later, according to some reports. Um, but Lamar Jackson gets his contract. Lamar Jackson gets a first-round wide receiver talent, and Lamar Jackson gets a new offensive coach. Is it enough to get Lamar Jackson into the playoffs and hopefully healthy? Well, yeah. I mean, if Lamar Jackson had been healthy the last couple of years, they'd be in the playoffs. I mean, they made the playoffs last year with them going, I forget what, but something like two and six, two and five when he was out. Um, and he couldn't come back for the playoffs, and then they obviously lost there. So um, I think if he's healthy, you can probably expect them to make the playoffs. The funny thing is about the Ravens, I probably feel better about their roster right now than I ever have during the Lamar Jackson era. The problem is the AFC is as good and as deep of a conference as I can ever remember looking at in the preseason. I mean, there is, I'm just looking at it probably... Uh, in probably 10 to 12 teams that expect to make the playoffs. And I think Baltimore is absolutely one of those. And currently, I mean, just in my early, early prediction era here, I have them as the seventh team in the AFC. So I have them getting the last wild card. Um, and maybe that's a bit of a cop out, but with Lamar Jackson's injury issues, I, I do at this point struggle to put them on the same level as Cincy or Buffalo or Jacksonville. Um, they're in a tier with a whole bunch of teams to me, and it's here with uh, the Jets, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the, the Miami Dolphins, the L.A. Chargers, the New England Patriots. I think all of those teams are kind of in the same tier, and a couple of them will get in and a couple of them won't. Yeah, you did put a list out there of four teams on Twitter uh, that you said have what are the teams that have the best chance, I think, of making the playoffs. And it was the Jets, it was Miami, and it was a couple of other yeah. teams. Yeah, it was the Jets, Carolina, Detroit, Seattle. Um, 
Which of those four teams? That's so you did it with the AFC and NFC. Okay, so so it's the AFC, the Jets, Ravens, Chargers, Dolphins. Uh, what team do you feel most confident about of those four? So I actually lean towards the Jets um, out of those four teams and who has the best roster. And you look at how they played with such incredibly poor quarterback performance last year. It feels like Aaron Rodgers just has to play passable 10th to 12th best quarterback level in the NFL. And that should be a 10 plus win team. As long as he stays upright and consistent, um, that defense is just so deep. I think sauce Gardner probably players in the NFL. Uh, I think he's the best player at his position. And to say that about someone as young as sauce is pretty unbelievable. Um, I didn't love their off season in terms of adding to the roster. I didn't love their draft. Um, but they have a, a really solid offensive line on Aaron Rodgers. They they went out and had, I mean, they already had some weapons. They added some more in there with Alan Lazard, Nicole Hardman, and some other guys. Um, they just, they have a lot of pieces. They have a really, really deep roster. So um, I lean towards the Jets, and I, I was pretty impressed by Robert Sala's coaching last year. So um, I, I think that the Jets are ready to take another step, and I actually put them right above those teams. And I think it's uh, above Baltimore, Miami, and the Chargers. So one big thing that has been going on now, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, wanting to move on from the Cardinals, it seems like, and has been talking about situations that he wants to be in. Uh, where do you think would be a good fit for DeAndre Hopkins in the most impactful spot? Kansas City. It feels like it feels like it has to be Kansas City. Um, I don't really know why Kansas City hasn't done it yet or Arizona hasn't traded him yet. Um, Buffalo makes some sense as well. Um, but in terms of the contenders, it seems like most of the other teams are pretty deep at wide receiver. I'm not quite as high on DeAndre Hopkins at this point. I feel like some people are still talking about him, like he's a top five to ten guy, and I don't know um, if you're getting that, if you're trading for DeAndre Hopkins. I don't quite know what he is at this point. I think he's definitely still good, definitely still productive, uh, but I don't know about being an elite number one wide receiver or anything like that, but if you're Buffalo, if you're Kansas City, that's not really what you need. You just need another guy. Um, and, I, and I think he would absolutely excel in those offenses with elite quarterbacks. And when he was listing his top five quarterbacks that he wanted to play with, Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes were on that list today. So um, I think those are the two places that make the most sense. There was a rumor he was going to get traded to one of those two places on draft night. Um, and I continue to think that, that those are really the two spots that make sense. Talking with Mark Henry Jr. You can follow him at Mark Henry Jr. underscore on Twitter. One of the other news items making the rounds in the NFL today, uh, Ben Roethlisberger admitting that he didn't want Kenny Pickett to succeed, which is kind of an odd thing to say, uh, but Kenny Pickett ended up having so-so decent start, uh, rookie year and start to his career in Pittsburgh. What are you, What is your outlook for Pittsburgh this season, though? Uh, are we expecting a big jump from Pickett? Did you see enough from Pickett? Uh, obviously, Pittsburgh has a really good foundation in place with coach and obviously front office. They do extremely well. Uh, but is it good enough of a situation at this point uh, for Pittsburgh to make some noise in their division, in the playoffs? Just what do you see Pittsburgh as right now? Yeah, I'm really high on the Steelers in terms of their roster. And I think an extension last in the division they went nine and eight last year with a half a season of Mitchell Trubisky playing terrible and then a half of a season of Kenny Pickett as a rookie learning on the job 
So I, I just don't see how this team's going to be worse, especially when you build in the fact they were eight and two when TJ Watt played last year, which means they went one and six in games that he missed. As long as TJ Watt's healthy, this should be an 11 plus win team, in my opinion. As long as TJ Watt is healthy and as long as Kenny Pickett is at least as good as he was last year, which isn't saying a lot. I think he literally just has to be above average, if not even slightly below average. And this team with that defense as loaded as it is and as loaded as they always are at weapon, and now that their offensive line has it seeming they made they made a couple moves. They brought in Isaac Sayamalu from the Eagles. They drafted Broderick Jones. I think they made another signing. I think they have three fifths of a new offensive line. Um, they they also drafted Darnell Washington from Georgia, who it, it, I don't he's raw as a receiver, but they referred to him as the sixth offensive lineman at Georgia. Pat Fryermuth, he's a tight end who can block as well. Uh, I think that the Steelers have a lot of pieces to improve the running game. Najee Harris took a step back last year. I expect him to take a step forward uh, around a much more functional offense. And I think all of that helps Kenny Pickett become the game manager that he needs to be for this team to get back to winning 11 games. I mean, I, I just can't emphasize the fact... Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Nine and eight last year with probably bottom five overall quarterback play. When you factor in the Trubisky games that he started. And then you also have to factor in TJ Watt only played 10 games and they won eight of them. So I think when TJ Watt plays, the Steelers are a really, 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 really good team. That It's not... Not to dumb it down, but that that's where I'm at with it. I think he's the most valuable non-quarterback in the NFL. Well, just real quick, want to update on the Phillies game. Zach Wheeler getting rocked already in the oh. second inning. Three runs has not recorded an out in the second inning. Uh, are we hitting? Look, the panic button on Trey Turner, I it's going to take a while for me to hit that one because, again, it's just first-year player with a new team. It always ends up not working out too well the first year. But... Wheeler, I'm. I think I'm hitting the panic button. Well, it's just been so up and down, and it seemed like the velocity had come back. So uh, I was going into this game expecting him to continue along that line where him and Nola seem to be getting right. I think Nola has fully gotten right. Uh, yeah, I Nola. I where, think so. I think so. I've seen enough. Yeah, I, I'm not worried about Nola anymore. I think Taiwan Walker. Yeah, he's been up and down. I think he'll probably be better on the whole than he has been so far. Um, and you have seen flashes where he shows that he can eat innings. Um, so I, I think Taiwan Walker will be fine in there. Ranger, I trust Ranger. I think I know you you do as well. Uh, obviously, two starts into it doesn't look great back from his injury, um, but I trust him long term. I, I that guy is uh, that's that guy's got ice water in his vein. I have no problem believing he'll be back and better than ever. So um, I'm not that concerned, but obviously that's all built upon Zach Wheeler being the ace we need him to be. So um, I'm not pushing the panic button on anything Philly's related yet. I actually feel pretty good still. I think a lot of the Trey Turner and Kyle Schwarber freak out is a little premature. And if you look at Kyle Schwarber's numbers um, right now, where they were last year, 
he actually had the same OBP pretty much and the exact same amount of home runs and RBIs. He just had a whole lot more singles, basically, like five or six more singles. So his batting average was a 210 instead of a 174. And yet, look, either way, it's bad. I mean, you want, you obviously don't want him batting 174. I'm not excusing that. But when you look at the OBP, he's walked, I think, nine times in the last five games. Uh, and that's opposed to 22 walks after in his first 40 games. So it seems like he has found a little bit of a rhythm at the plate in his approach. It seems like he's seeing the ball a little bit better, and he obviously hit a towering, towering shot on Saturday. So I don't know how this turned into me talking about Kyle Schwarber, but yeah. I'm not freaking out about the Phillies in general. I, I still feel pretty good. Yeah, I do as well. Uh, I think eventually things are going to click and be fine. But uh, Wheeler's the only one that I'm starting to to have some concern over. Uh, it's long enough now that his stuff hasn't looked great. His sweeper's getting hit hard. He just gave up a home run with the sweeper today. Uh, so I, I'm i starting to get concerned about Aaron Nola. Uh, not Aaron Nola, Zach Wheeler. Nola, though, I'm feeling great about, as you just said. All right, back to NFL with Mark Henry Jr. He's joining us on the Gambler Hotline at Mark Henry Jr. underscore. Uh, just taking a look at MVP odds, uh, I just wanted to gauge your interest in that market and any particular players that you have your eye on for that award this season. I haven't really dove into it yet. I have to take a look. I feel like I'm starting to think the NFL MVP is sort of like the AL MVP. It's a do-not-bet award because Patrick Mahomes and Shohei Otani go into the year with such a large percentage chance to win it if they stay healthy. Um, but if I was looking outside of Mahomes, I mean, the obvious names, Burrow, Allen, Hurts, um, going outside of the obvious names, I guess I'll throw, uh, I mean, I'll throw Trevor Lawrence at you. I mean, that's the name you want to hear. That's the name <laughs> you're fishing for, Johnny Jags. So, hey, I wasn't fishing Trevor. for one. I was, I was leaving that open for you. But 17 to 1 for Lawrence does sound good. Yeah, yeah. It feels like if I'm going outside of the big five, uh, I would, or the big four, whatever that number is, I would say it's Trevor Lawrence. Um, I would say that he's the guy who can kind of take the leap. And they added Calvin Ridley, um, Evan Engram, another year in that offense with Doug Peterson, too. Um, Travis Etienne, another year. Try to, they didn't use him to his fullest in the passing game. Um, I think that's something that they did a lot at Clemson, and I'd like to see them do it a little bit more. And Doug Peterson's used his running backs in the passing game in the past, so I don't think it's a, a system fit issue. Uh, I wonder what that is. So I would love to see them use him more often, and I think they will. So um, I think Jacksonville is going to be very, very good when 12-plus games, and that puts Trevor Lawrence in the conversation as long as Mahomes doesn't, you know, Mahomes. Yeah. As long as Mahomes stops being the greatest quarterback that I've ever seen. Um, so we've talked about a lot of teams good, what teams you think are going to make the playoffs, what teams uh, that you think can make jumps, and obviously you said with Jacksonville, a lock to win their division. What's the team after this entire process, though, and now as OTAs come by and rosters are basically set, what team are you feeling down on uh, more than you were heading into uh, the offseason? Um, I guess I would go with the New Orleans Saints, which I guess you could always say that I'm always down on New Orleans Saints. Yeah, it, it seems like, like it. <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm seeing that their win total set at nine and a half here. Um, and oh, I don't that's high. It. I guess I yeah, get it with the AFC South, though, because I guess it's not good. Yeah, it's a terrible division, and I understand why people are just pegging them to win the division. 
But the issues with the Saints were not really Andy Dalton. You look at Andy Dalton's numbers, they actually weren't that bad. He was actually playing serviceable. The issues were Dennis Allen's a terrible head coach in his second time around when we knew that his first time around. And that the Saints just don't have a lot of young talent on this team. Like I, I a little shout out. I do a, a podcast chalk talk with Shane Half and we're doing a, a you know, it's the it's the heat of the off season. So we're doing a, a fun little exercise. We do an expansion draft and we're going through and protecting players from each team. So we're protecting four players on offense and defense for each team in the NFL and then we're gonna draft from the remaining guys. The New Orleans Saints, it's an interesting conversation to figure out who you're protecting because you're either going with young, unproven guys or you're going with really old guys like Cam Jordan or Demario Davis or Tyron Matthew. Like You're talking about guys who I don't know if they have more than one or two years left. So um, I, The Saints just have a really weird mix. They don't have a lot of guys in that that 25 to 29 range. Um, I also, I, I just don't think Derek Carr is this fix-all. Derek Carr is the guy I've defended for a long time. He was not very good last year, and I don't think that it was a bad situation. I know Josh McDaniels, I'm not a big fan of his. There was a lot of weapons there for Derek Carr, and I felt like he didn't take any chances at all. Um, I didn't like what I saw from him whatsoever. So I actually think he, he will be probably about the same level of quarterback they had last year. I would look towards Carolina and Atlanta as teams with a higher upside than New Orleans. Maybe New Orleans has a more sh- maybe Carolina. Carolina is interesting. Also have a lower floor. Carolina is interesting to me. Their Obviously, it all depends on. Loaded. Yeah, defense is loaded, and you know I always thought they, they at times looked promising last year with Wilkes. So I, I don't know. I don't think the roster is that bad, and it's just all dependent on. Bryce Young, obviously, and how quickly this new coaching staff kind of catches on. But yeah, I, I find them to be to be interesting for sure. You know, in Carolina, that that would be the team I have winning the division. I, I feel pretty good about it. I think Bryce Young is going to be a sensation year one. Um, I know all the something out about how small he looks. He looks little out there. I think they have an especially big offensive line too. Uh, this makes him look. Definitely even smaller, uh, but he's going to be really good. I know that they don't have a lot of weapons, uh, but they have a lot of decent receivers. Like They drafted Jonathan Mingo, who a lot of people like. They have DJ Chark and Adam Thielen, who are absolutely professional receivers. Terrace Marshall is a guy that people like. I think they drafted someone else in the later rounds as well. Um, there's a lot of guys that I think will step up into roles. They also have a couple tight ends that they've drafted over the last couple of years. They signed Miles Sanders. They have enough guys around Young the offense to be passable, but man, their defense is really, really, really low, especially in the secondary. They they made a lot of moves over the last couple of years in the draft and in free agency uh, to beef up their secondary, and that's before you even get to the front where you have Derek Brown and Brian Burns. Um, they have a lot of pieces to play with on that defense. So I think Carolina is definitely has the best roster um, in, the, in that division. It'll just come down to Bryce Young. Any objection to the league um, approving the emergency third quarterback? No, it's so much to do about nothing. Like, it really, like it's this, never going to be put into practice. It, I mean, it yeah. may be on the very, very rare occasion, but I just don't see it happening. Yeah, it's like less than 1% of games that it'll be at all even a talking point. 
Yeah, I don't think it's a big deal. All right, last question for you, Mark Henry Jr. I know basketball, you're completely done with it. You're checked out, but it looks like it's going to be Miami and Denver. Who would you have in an NBA Finals? Ugh, I, uh, <laughs> uh, I, 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 just because I, I have no idea. To be quite honest, Miami Heat keep. Yeah, the Heat. The Heat have been surprising, and it's surprising to see it from guys like Gabe Vincent and Max yeah, Struess. Seen anything like it? Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty wild. All right, Mark Henry Jr. at Mark Henry Jr. underscore is where you can follow him. And, of course, he joins us all the time here on The Line Change almost every Monday uh, to be exact. Mark, thank you for joining me. Good luck with your bets tonight. I know you mentioned you had a lot of baseball bets. And enjoy not watching the Denver Lakers game tonight. <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, we're, we're doing Philly's country left ride now. Uh, not great down for no. nothing. No, Philly's no. country left ride. Um, yeah, sure. We'll do that. Uh, that's Mark Henry Jr. at Mark Henry Jr. underscore. That doesn't even feel right when the Phillies uh, not doing very well. Down 3 nothing right now. Coming up next, we will get into more basketball with our next guest. It is Sean Bernard. And not only, of course, we have Game 4 tonight. Denver has a chance to close out. And then Game 4 tomorrow. Miami will have a chance to close out. But there was a name that was brought up and apparently coming to Philly for, I guess, a visit for the head coaching job. I'll let you know who that name is. And I'll ask... Our guest, Sean Bernard, whether or not that would be a good hire for the Sixers. All that coming up next here on The Line Change. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.